The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today I have Dr. Covell McDermott in the house and uh, Covell and I had met um, through Dr. Shiva Ayadure in the Truth, Freedom, and Health movement. We're both uh, warriors in that program, leaders, um, bringing uh, you know truth, freedom, and health back to our country and the world, which is really awesome. So um, first off, uh, Covell, hey man, thanks for being here. I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thanks for having me here on your show. Of course, I'm here to enjoy it. And shout out to your listeners across the globe. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, man. So Covell actually reached out to me um, in our, uh, our 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 environment. We have like a you know I don't know we have our own social media platform in the Truth, Freedom, and Health uh, movement, and uh, we got talking, and then I did a little research on him, and this guy's really into um, educating people on the. Um, what's happening in urban environments when we have, you know, larger and larger and larger cities growing and being built, um, what's happening to the plants and, you know, basically the destruction of the natural ecosystem and you end up with concrete and, you know, the concrete jungle basically and buildings and all this stuff. And like, what are the, he's, he's been studying, like, what are the impacts of cities to the ecosystem, you know, and our health and what can we do with plants to integrate them back into these cities to kind of do our best to bring this um, this ecosystem back into balance so that we are healthy living in those environments? Because today, you know, living in a city is it's pretty dangerous, actually. You know, we're talking about higher amounts of pollutants in our air. Uh, we're talking about, you know, Wi-Fi and, and on every you know, in New York, as an example, when when all the towers, the Wi-Fi towers went up on top of the buildings, there was like a 16 to 18 percent increase in breast cancer. Just it was just overnight. Right. And then, you know, so the smog, the pollution, the Wi-Fi, the electromagnetic frequencies, the stress, tons of stress that are blowing out our adrenal glands and our, our cortisol. And and, um, you know, it's just it's just not healthy. And then there's there's all these pollutants. So, um, Doc Co Covell, why don't you just get into, man, like your where are you from and how did you um, become a doctor and, and, and get into, um, you know, plants and, uh, you know, urban, urban ecosystem? So again, Tim, that, that summary of what I really, my interest, research interest is about really sums up nicely by you. Thanks much. We can elaborate later, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I am a Jamaican. I, I was born in St. Anne's in St. Anne's Bay of Jamaica. That's a St. Anne's a parish, one of 14 parishes in Jamaica. So St. Anne's really, I'm not sure if you know about Marcus Garvey, but mm -hmm. Marcus Garvey is our first national hero, Pan-Africanist. You know, one of our greatest, you know, for, for, for the Western region and represent well in the Eastern region as well. But when you have some time, you can look up Marcus guy. Great man. How do you spell Great that person? How do you spell his name? Marcus? M-A-R-C-U-S. Mm -hmm. And then Garvey is G-A-R-V-E-Y. Garvey. Marcus Great Garvey. philosopher. Yes. And our first national hero. So, so I'm from his parish. But I, I grew up in... St. Mary, the rural part of St. Mary, which is another parish adjoining St. Um, Anne. So when I was living in St. Anne, I was living in an area called Ocherius. That's a tourist city today, mm -hmm. Ocherius. No, but I was living on the outskirt of what we call ghetto here, you know, the ghetto um, of, uh, of Ocherius. And when I was six years old, my mom and my dad, they 
separated, you know, from a terrible breakup. And she took us, my five, me and my four other siblings, to the country of St. Mary. It was my first time experiencing country, rural. We call country the rural area, deep rural. And so there was this, this forest behind my house, this big jungle behind my house, but fruit trees were, fruit trees were everywhere, everywhere. So I would walk along the path behind my house back and wander into this um, forest with fruit trees. And I would do this every day, every early, every morning. But that was actually reprogramming my mind totally. The whole experience was different for me. And every time I would go into deep into this forest, I would get another awakening. I would get another enlightenment. I would come back a different person. So my mom, she's a big proponent of using herbs. Just she introduced us to herbs from when we were kids. She would use everything to make tea that was herbs. She would use the lime, the lemon, the key lime leaf, the orange leaf, all these other plants, the leaves or the root to make tea. So we grew up using plants, using herbs to make tea. So I was introduced to a plant that they call guinea hen weed or pediveria aliasi by my mom. And I ended up studying that plant for my master's. So it was deep from those days. Mm-hmm. So my mom introduced me to the herbs and I, we, the herbs and I have become one over the, over the years until this day. But growing up for me, we, we, I came from this, this marginalized community. In my family, education is not an attractive thing. We oftentimes do not pass the high school level or even complete. But of course, I have been one of those um, individuals who break that chain, that cycle, you know, and went on to achieve the first um, undergraduate degree, you know, in STEM and for my entire family. And then move on to, to, to cap a, a master's degree and then um, more recently a doctorate in, in plant and soil science. So at least we have broken that cycle right there of illiteracy you know that's awesome but, so the, but that's, yeah, that's 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 one thing that for sure we can say there's something for other family members to look to as a motivation to continue to break other cycles you know that kept us into this yes um struggling position but then in 20 in in 20 in 2007 i i finished my my associate degree, first time going to college and completed an associate degree in the natural sciences. And then after that, I picked up a job as a teacher, classroom teacher, teaching the sciences, you know, mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a high school in St. Mary. This is Linton High School, now they call it Horace Clark High School. So I started teaching ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade. And I have been doing that from 2007 until 2013, 2013. And then I left and came here to do my uh, master's degree in plant science. And you're in the so United States the- now, right? Right. I came here in 2013. I've been here for approximately eight years, been down in the research, doing research and you know, in the books. Mm. So as I said, I came and I came to Delaware State University on a scholarship and completed a, um, a plant science degree. And from my research, I was looking at you know drought impacts on Petivere aliasi or guinea henweed. That is a medicinal plant that pretty much um, can is a therapy for breast cancer, prostate cancer, and HIV, sinusitis, another um, parasite infection. So this is a this is a plant so that your mother that your mother introduced you to, and then you made it right. your thesis, and became mm-hmm. a, ma- a major study for you. Because the medicinal right. properties of this right. plant. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very powerful. Very powerful plant. So that so as you mentioned, Dr. Shiva earlier, and of course, we must let the world know that we are real truth, freedom, health warriors, you know, on the front line, senior leaders. And of course, as you mentioned, Dr. Shiva, another is a man that I admire a lot. His bravery, his intelligence, and and 
is long for people, you know, not wanting to see us slaves, you know, and realize that one of the biggest gap in the, in, in the education of learning, the learning system that they provided to us, providing right now to us is that it lacks system thinking, you know, the, the system science part is missing. So we see things as pieces in parts, and this is really true at the highest level. We do this even as scientists. We use the reductionist approach every time, just cutting things and looking at the parts of it. And we are actually studying a dead part, you know, of whatever we're looking at and not the real thing. We see the particles because we are observing it now, but the moment we turn away, the, the consciousness is not there. It's a different thing that the particle behave differently. You know, so we continue to study the pieces and never see the wall or the parts of the elephant and never see the, the whole elephant. And so at the end of the day, when we're piecing that thing, we get this abstract um, um, view of the, the real object. So what you're so, saying um, is that in, in science and in medicine, it's a reductionist approach where that's when you go in to a doctor and you have an issue and um, the you know, there's a, there's a podiatrist for your feet and then you have an endocrinologist for the endocrine system. And then you have a, you know, a gastrointestinal specialist for the gut. And if you go in and the gastrointestinal specialist kind of, it's out of his scope. Cause you have a problem somewhere else. He's like, well, I got to send you over here to this person. I got to send you over to this lady. And then she sends you over to this, this person. They, they got to send you around to all these doctors and they're not looking at the body as a whole. Right. That's that's what you're right. talking about, and that's what Dr. Shiva is really strong about educating people. Is we need to see um, everything as a system, and the human body as a system, and it's the interconnections between the different parts is where the magic is, and that's where we really right. got to look at look the person as a whole, and not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually um, when we're talking about healing. Exactly. So I was saying all of this to say, though, Tim, that. It was from my master's research with this plant, Petivira Ariesi, why I wanted to, you know, connect with Dr. Shiva to use Cytosol mm -hmm. software to develop formulations, right? Yeah. For this plant, because it has a long traditional use, you know, more so documentary, docu being documented more recently now. And there are more peer-reviewed research going on with it. it in Central America, some in the Caribbean, like Jamaica, and more so some more papers are coming out here in the United States journals as well. So definitely, I wanted to take it to another level where I could develop a product line. Oh, that's great. Yeah, actually, I can help you with that. I can hook you up with uh, my formulator, Dr. Scott Treadway, who's, um, he's basically, he trained under thousands of years of lineage of apprenticeship in India. So, you know, after 10,000 years of trial and error, you know, that's a lot of calculations in the real world, basically with Ayurvedic medicine and Siddha, he, he trained over there in Ayurvedic. It's kind of like the real world cytosolve, right? So he's downloaded all that. He's become a master in Indian herbology, a master in Chinese herbology and a master in Western herbology. I'd like to connect him with you so we could talk to him about the plant and how we could use that. And he might know that, Hey, like that plant would be really good. But you, if you add this plant to it at this percentage or whatever, that could be good. Then we could also run it through Cytosol. That's what I'm going to be doing with my product line is I'm going to be running all my products through Cytosol and, and just seeing how cool, because our products like deliver such good results for people. And one of the reasons is like, because people are like, Hey, how come your green drink is just makes me feel so much better. And I have so much more energy. And I said, well, it's because we use massive, it's massively concentrated. The ingredients were grown in nutrient dense soils. It's how we handle it. It's under 110 degrees, but also uh, it's air dried under 110 degrees, sun dried. But also I've got a formulator that knows how to put this stuff together with thousands of years of knowledge that he's downloaded. Right. right. So there's a synergistic effect. And then they, like our green 85 product becomes a system itself because mm -hmm. there's the, there's the, there's the, um, there's the, there's the different parts, but they come together and they make this whole juice thing that just works really good in the human body to, um, you know, boost immunity and energy and help people with weight loss and all that kind of stuff. So I'd really like to, I'm really interested in learning about plants. Um, I know you've done a lot of work on this plant. Um, and, um, I'd like to connect you with Dr. Treadway if, if that's something you'd, want to do i would really love to explore that team thanks a lot it's 
for sure. Yeah. We, should, we should go to that extent. Yeah, that would be good. That would be great. That would be definitely, that would be great. Cool. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, I want to get into, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of what you've studied over the last um, good, good amount of years. And then we'll mm-hmm. also talk about, um, you have a peer reviewed journal that was published called Red Maple Trees Demonstrate Acclimation Acclimation to Urban Conditions. And so it's about how trees and stuff and what certain trees can do in in the urban sprawl to, um, you know, balance back the ecosystem. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Covell McDermott. And we're, uh, man, you got a great story. Um, the dude's from Jamaica, um, lived in the city, uh, kind of in the, in the ghetto area, mom and dad split up. It's a, you know, it happens to a lot of us nowadays. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, broken families and it's, it's been rough on our community and our society as a whole. Um, your mom takes you out to the forest. Um, and, um, I really thought it was interesting. You said every single time I went out to the forest as a kid with all those fruit trees and everything, you built, you got closer to God. You had more spiritual like breakthroughs and you felt more connection. And I was, when you were saying that, I was like remembering like the Chinese culture, like they have therapies, uh, healing therapies. So when people get sick, they get cancers and stuff like that. They just take their cell phones, all the electronics away from them and they just send them out in the forest to go on walks and it heals people. There's frequency there. People forget that we are part of the ecosystem and there's so much going on that you can't see. But the more time you spend in nature, your eyes will open up and there's different ways of seeing and feeling. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty profound medicine, you know, not just the energetics of, you know, coming into contact with the ground and the bare feet. That's obviously, you know, measurable with it's called earthing or grounding, but you know, the um, negative ions that are created in forests and around beaches that uh, clean and purify and charge the air and you're breathing that in and think about it, you know, our, our, we are what we breathe. We are what we digest and we digest everything. Like what we see, we're digesting, what we hear, we're digesting, touch, um, what we smell, we're digesting. Um, so um, it's not just the, you know, picking an apple and eating it and digesting that way. We're digesting everything that's coming into contact with us. So um, I think it's really interesting how you got that connection to nature and then you broke through um you know, um, be, becoming the first person in your family to go to college and get your degrees and get your master's and, and now go on to taking all this knowledge and, um, and creating a product. I'd like to be involved in that and help bring it out to the world. This is the, one of the things Kova that we were, that Dr. Shiva was talking about where people like yourself and myself, um, these great products are being lost through corporatization where all these big companies are, are buying up all the little companies. You know, I was just, we were looking at, I was looking at something yesterday and it was like, um, um, I think it was garden of life. Garden of life is, it was a whole food organic type. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were a supplement company and they got bought by Nestle, which is like this huge global corporation. And then there was a list of like 68 other organizations, uh, and companies that Nestle owns that are now subsidiaries of Nestle corporation. And when you get to these big corporations, they tend to not keep the formulas the same. They tend to slip synthetics in. They take advantage of the labeling laws. Um, they put the lower quality products in there. It might be the same ingredients, might have the same label, slightly changed, but it becomes more about profitability, shelf space, moving product, and it's not really about your health. So what we're getting is subpar products. You know, what we need to, if we want really good products and we want really good music and we want really good art, we have to get back to you know, uh, individuals being able to get these products and services out to the marketplace. So anyway, I just think I'm really excited about your, all your studies and I can't wait to learn more about what you've done. Um, so let's do this, man. Let's get into what in your studies in the, you know, and as the cities are getting built, 
and more and more people are coming. There's this, you were talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the migration from, you know, rural America into the cities. Um, tell us about that and how um, cities and asphalt and concrete are affecting our ecosystem and our health. So, so, so if you remember when we look at systems, if I should throw three words at you that I call three E's, and I will talk more about this in the pioneer room and one of my eco-spiritual um, practices and eco-therapeutic practices. We talk about trees, three E's, which is environment, economy, and ecosystem. If you look at those three words, you can also find transport, conversion, and storage, right? Mm -hmm. So your environment would be what we call like that storage piece, that infrastructure, right? That structure. And the economy would be that more, more that like the transport of things, you know? And the ecosystem is where all the conversion will take place, you know, using the, these, this living and non-living organism to convert either the carbon in the year to soil organic carbon somewhere there or taking the CO2 and produce O2 for us. You know, the whole conversion is taking place with either plants, animals, microorganisms, whatever it is, right? That whole, that conversion is taking place with ecosystem. So we can see all these three key elements and we can feed the input and feed it and, and get an output. But for us who lack that intelligence of how the system should work, an intelligent system where we have this feedback, if we lack that understanding, then the global elites will then manipulate these three, three E's mm. to gain power, profit, and control. Instead, instead of we seeing this thing in balance, the environment, economy, and ecosystem in balance will correlate with improved health. When those are in balance, health, healthy communities, derive and individuals health also and well-being also improves this is known thing an healthy ecosystem equates to an healthy internal ecosystem because we are we have a we have internal ecosystem just like there's an external ecosystem out there right for example the gut microbiome if the if the soil microbiology of the soil is rich it correlates with that healthy gut microbiome of individuals just the same right yeah Grounding is one way to pass microbes that are healthy for you through your, your feet and into your system, right? That is another way. When you breathe the air of the forest, that forest breathing, that, that ecotherapy, the trees produce this chemicals called phytoncides. That these are stress-relieving chemicals. When we breathe these different chemicals in the forest, we are doing a lot for our for, hormonal levels right balancing rebalancing back our hormones reducing our cortisol level reducing stress on a whole so cities definitely need that green and blue space that vegetation and that water that pure water system moving water system right and tim if i should say look at cities now and look at rural areas, which one would you classify as a, an acidic environment versus a, an alkaline environment? And what is the side that nature selects? Well, yeah, that's easy. I mean, the, the city would be the acid, the acid environment and the, you know, the farmers and stuff that would be on. I would say alkaline, except for the fact that a lot of farmers, I mean, it obviously is much better, but a lot of farmers today are caught up in the uh, with the chemical company spraying synthetic molecule uh, mm -hmm. fertilizers, pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, larvicides, you know, all this crap that they're putting on the soil. So um, it's just really, it's really unfortunate. But in the right. general picture, the urban is going to be, you know, more alkaline than acid. So, so, so instead in the, in the urban environment, you'll realize that the conditions would be more alkaline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, why would you say that? Well, I would say that because there is, um, well, number one, you know, we talked about it earlier, because when you start laying down concrete and asphalt and, and buildings and stuff, you're actually heating up uh, temperature. You're raising the temperature higher than it would normally be in the ecosystem. So as an example, we, we were talking about 
oral microbiome and wearing masks, right? In the truth, freedom and health movement. And when you put a mask over your mouth, you're actually raising the temperature in your mouth and you're disrupting the natural equilibrium of the oral microbiome, the bacteria in your mouth. And then the bad guys, one of them being gingivitis starts growing. So when you have this nice balance and you live like in an alkaline environment, everything stays in check. But when it starts getting more acid, just by a little bit of a temperature change is one example, um, you're going to disrupt that and you're going uh, and you're, you're going to disrupt your own immune system because those bacteria are part of your own immune system. So that's, that's what I uh, say about that. But, but for that study though, Mike, um, to add to that study, the, the pH of the, the mouth actually changes to more acidic. Yes. When you we wear the mask. And it's yes. because you were predominantly trapping more CO2, which mixes with the water to form carbonic acid, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really driven by a correlation between the increased temperature, but the species called carbonic acid because of CO2 increase in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's a change in the pH to more acid. The pH becomes more acidic and then gingivitis thrives under a lower pH, more acidic conditions. Yes. But for this case of cities, cities are hotter for sure. It's a heat dome. But the, the condition of the city is more acidic because guess what? There's an increased human population and we all exhale carbon dioxide. So there's also a carbon dioxide dome at the city center. And this carbon dioxide dome from a carbon dioxide blanket traps the heat produced by the same humans, factories, commercial activities, motor vehicle and traffic. This, this CO2 creates this blanket and traps that heat, the heat from the sun as well. The earth albedo changes, right? Mm-hmm. So it is driven by two factors a blanket created by the CO2 and carbon dioxide, again, when mixes with water, is carbonic acid. From the tailpipes of motor vehicle, we have the NOx, the nitric oxide, the nitrogen oxide species. Those are again formed nitrous acid, nitric acid. The sulfur dioxide again forms sulfur dioxide from, from, from sulfuric acid or sulfurous acid. So there's a lot of species that are precursors to acid um, species as well. So it creates even this thing that we call acid rain. Acid rain. It's a case where these same species form clouds that are acidic in nature and they fall back onto the city. This is why you see those cities with metals. They corrode easily. This is why you see some forests got burnt down totally. This is why you see some of the soils are converted from its alkaline nature to be more acidic. Some part water bodies becoming more acidic and animals dying. Mm-hmm. Because these environments are predominantly acidic in nature, but it is built, its infrastructure is predominantly built with concrete-based material. But it is, you know, it is locked. You know, it is locked because of the nature of the construction. It, it is not free and moving, and it's, it only breaks <coughs> down over time, like weathering of a rock. This is how these things will break down over time and slowly release back into the system. What it would do is more like it would bring back some equilibrium to the acidic soils over time. It would slowly release the concrete back into the system and try to bring up the pH to more alkaline. We are now reporting some of these changes in cities as we speak. The soils are becoming a little bit more alkaline because of of the erosion or or the breakdown of um, the the concrete-based materials used to construct buildings, even gypsum that we use to make the water material here um, release a lot of calcium in the system that can bring up the pH um, back. And in my research, we found that um, forests in a larger city that is more polluted have soils that are becoming more alkaline in nature compared to a smaller city that has had um, acidic soils from periods of acid rain or, or degradation of the soil by agricultural activities. So the city is pretty much showing a sign of a more, you know, lower pH, more acidic in its nature. And that is where um, things like virus and 
bacteria thrive a lot in these lower end of the pH scale. Radiation is the next dominant thing in the city as well, you know. All these things tend to um, put the body and everything else on the acidic side of the, the, the pH scale. It's pretty, it's pretty tough on the human body when you think about, you know, somebody living in the forest, running around naked, that's the best, right? That's the healthiest, bare feet, in touch with Mother Earth, eating fresh food picked off the vine. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be happy. <laughs> you're going to be the happiest you've ever been. And I promise you, anybody listening here today, if you want to have a breakthrough in your life, literally just go out in the forest and get naked and just hang out for a few days by yourself and just sit in a meadow and just look around. And I, I guarantee you, you will have an epiphany. You will have, you will have breakthrough. You will get clear. You will get clarity on your life. You will get, I mean, if you're struggling physically, emotionally, spiritually, your health is struggling. Maybe you got cancer, you got something. I'm serious. Like, freaking just go out and bring a bunch of green green juice with you and, and water and just go out there and eat eat, eat some cucumbers and, and just go out there by yourself and literally get naked, get naked, maybe not in a snowstorm unless you're Wim Hof, right? But, but get out there and just and connect with mother earth and come and get back to the mother, but get back to the soil where you came from. I think people keep forgetting we're from, we're from this ecosystem, right? So we're part of it. So, so what you're saying is we have, you know, we have um, a, a heat dome is created from concrete, asphalt, big buildings. Also, we create a carbon dioxide dome or blanket because of all the excess people in one area. You know, it's kind of like locusts. They come in and they just devastate everything and then it's, it's, it's just all gone. Well, that's going to change things, right? Um, and, then, and then on top of that, um, there's a lot of pollutants. You were talking about a car exhaust, automobile fumes, there's jet fuels, there's you know, diesel generators running in cities. Um, there's rubber compounds, again, coming off of tires, all kinds of stuff. But there's also, uh, you know, we talked about the toxic gases, but there's heavy metals, lots of heavy metals. But you educated me before the show on particulate matter, PM. So what these particulate matters are, are basically really tiny particulates of heavy metals. They're like PM, 10 and PM 2.5 means particulate matter 10 micrometers or particulate matter 2.5 micrometers, which is very tiny. What's the devastation of these PMs that are created in in these uh, um, urban environments in the big cities? So again, Tim, particulate matter, there are any species with a diameter that of concern, this operational definition now is we are talking about any species that has a diameter that is between 10 micrometers or 2.5 micrometers. Any species that fits that, that diameter range is what we will call um, particulate matter 10 micrometer or particulate matter 2.5 micrometer. You know, they, they, they behave so terrible in the lungs, you know, like asbestos. Mm-hmm. They behave like these guys in the lungs just the same, you know, creating these this inflammation reaction, you know, there's high reactivity because they behave like reactive oxygen species, just the same. They're damaging, they're so small, they can fit into reaction sites and create enormous problems. So they are one of the biggest concerns right now in urban areas. I mean, well, it's, it's funny because, you know, I've been, I've been around the, you know, our companies, my company's called Chemical Free Body. And when we say that, we're all we're talking about, you know, basically it's a, a blanket for anything harmful to the body, especially the noceums. And you're the first person I've talked to that has ever brought up particulate matters. And you're saying it's one of the most devastating things. I mean, I guess when I was, you know, we tell people about heavy metals and we want to get that crap out of your body, but it's just kind of a subcategory of heavy metals. It's just like really tiny heavy metals and they're just very pervasive because of their size and they can get in and infiltrate into the tissues and and really cause uh, wreck havoc right yes for sure i don't know if we talk much about something called tropospheric ozone but a lot of tropospheric ozone is being formed in the city as well from the 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 precursors of the, the the chemicals coming from the tailpipes of motor vehicles especially nitrogen um, oxide species they form what we call tropospheric ozone that are, is again another terrible oxidant to, to the respiratory system not a growing concern 
and the, the, the falling of the, the, the nitric, um, nitrogen species that is going on. A great amount of nitrogen deposition is taking place in cities. And we could see a difference the other day in the pandemic when we had the lockdown. We could see that rain fallout occurring, you know, the, 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 the position dipped, you know. So that was a very important time for ecologists to see how the ecosystem was responding to, you know, a break in the nitrogen deposition, or at least for that time, you know, or what it would look like spatiotemporally, you know, with time. But we have that concern of um, tropospheric ozone along with PM 2.5 particulate matter 2.5 and 10, and the heavy metals as well. And there are more what we call um, PCP, personal care products, you know, coming into the system. So cosmetics are coming into the system. All these other um, personal care products are also coming into these urban environments and they are being recycled back into the water table and they are not being tested for. They are not, these chemicals are not being tested for in, in, in when we're testing the quality of water. You know, so we ourselves have to pollute the, the system and then again, it is a recurring system that we talk about that will allow the outcome to be what the global elites want, you know. We stay um, dumbed down by these chemicals onto the pioneer gland and calcified it. So we never really, you know, pursue truth, freedom, health or justice in anything. So this is why we can find in so much divides in, in urban environment, you know, the redlining and all these other things going on. You know, all these other stuff happening because the people are being, you know, dumbed down by their their pattern of choices. You know. Yeah. So like, let me let's just let's just frame this up here because you know we um, I wasn't expecting this, but it it just sounds to me like um, you know air pollution. People know about it. They know about smog and pollution in the air, but people don't realize. And I want you guys to internalize this, the listeners today on how dangerous air pollution is like it is bad i just pulled up an article and even the you know the um elites that are against us that run mainstream media and stuff like that they it's like they leak articles out now um just letting people know what's going on every once in a while they actually tell the truth um amongst most of their lies here's something from bloomberg um an article and this was this is march 10th of this year 2021, it says air pollution kills far more people than COVID ever will. And if you look here, it says more than 10 million people die each year from air pollution. And this has just been going on all the time. Um, far more than the estimated 2.6 million who have died from COVID worldwide since it was detected more than a year ago. And while COVID is headline news, um, and we know why, because they're they're basically, um, it's designed just to bail out big pharma, ordinary air pollution remains a side issue for policy wonks and technocrats. So when you, you think about it, we have 10 million people a year dying and what are we doing about it? You know, we, we, we do things like the Paris Accords that allow China to double their pollution and India to double their pollution. It's in these people and those two countries have the most people. So everything that you were talking about, the more people, the more pollution and the, the two countries that have the most people, they're allowed to double their pollution. And that's the Paris Climate Accords. And you think, ah, oh, Paris Climate Accords, that's probably good for the environment. No, it allows them to pollute more. So if you're for the Paris Climate Accords, you're for more pollution, more death. That's what it boils down to. We have to get to the real issue here and not sugarcoat everything and take off our rose colored glasses just because they put a nice title on it. It's ridiculous. Air pollution is killing far more people than COVID ever will. And isn't it funny how, go ahead. So like you said, this is not really about no COVID, you know, it's really about pollution of the water, the air mm -hmm. and the soil. That is what it is all about. And we've been polluting the air so much. Long time I would advocate for us to wear a mask and demand that our government um, clean up the infrastructure. It's way before this thing talk, we talk about COVID because I was so much aware of all these things that were in the air, are still in the air and we're being, they're being breathed. They're entering our food, our water. The water is so contaminated. There are so many things these guys have not been testing the water for. 
Guys listening, you, the health heroes, you guys listening, you have to understand what he said was very profound. We talk about it all the time. And I'm like, I don't care where you're at. You have to purify your water today. And if you're on city tap water, it has to be restructured so you can absorb it. This is a guy who has spent his life studying particulate matters, what's in the air, what's in the water, what's in the soil, what's in the plants. And he's telling you straight up that our water in our ecosystem today is completely polluted. That's why you can go 1500 miles into the interior of pristine lakes and a little two and two and a half inch fish have both male and female organs. Why? Because of the estrogen mimickers from plastics, just as, as one thing. Now, in this article, uh, Covell, check this out. Um, uh, why aren't these deaths a bigger issue in U.S. political and policy discourse? One reason may be that 62% of those deaths are in China and India, right? We were just talking about that, right? Because they have the biggest populations, the most pollution. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I just can't believe I found this. Wait, the synchronicity just gets even better. The number of premature deaths due to particulate matter, which I've, I don't remember hearing this before, what you just said, particulate matter in North America was 483,000, just slightly lower than the number of major deaths from COVID today. An estimated 876 of those deaths were children under the age of four. So it's affecting everybody. It's affecting older people, middle-aged, and even little kids. Um, because I mean, think about it without oxygen, how long can you live? Well, about four to seven minutes. So oxygen is probably the most important uh, nutrient to the human body. Water would probably be second. You can live about 11 days without that <laughs> food. You can go a couple months, but air it's four to seven minutes. So if it's that critical, what, 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 what can it also do if that air is polluted? It can also have the opposite effect and it can take your life. So we're going to take a quick break and we get back, we're going to get into some of the solutions and on how you can, and how we as people can take action to start cleaning up our environment, our air, in our home, and in our cities, and in these big cities. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia, and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 Liquid Drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Covell McDermott. Um, Covell, uh, we just talked about, um, you know, a lot of the stuff in cities and, and, and when you take human beings and you concentrate them and you pour concrete and you pour asphalt and you build these big cities, we create this heat, uh, raise the temperature, which creates more acid in that environment, which then breeds more harmful organisms, right? And then you have more people breathing carbon dioxide. There's this carbon dioxide dome and this blanket. And, you know, there's all these things going on. And then we're, we're missing out on like bacterias and stuff like that, that we normally get from the forest and negative ions that we grow in the forest that are part of the healing process. Um, so the forest, you know, produces those stress relieving uh, substances. What were those called? They were phyto something. Phytoncide. Yes. Phytoncides. Phyton, Yeah. P-H-Y-T-O-N-C-I-D-E. Okay, phytoncides. Okay, that's right. awesome. I can't, right. I just learned something awesome. Um, and then we, but then we got into particulate matters and these are the microscopic like heavy metals and how polluted the air is. And then we're looking, and it's like air pollution is like, it's one of the number one killers. It's killing 10 million, 10.2 million people a year. This was back in 2012. So I'm, I'm this thing that we're going through this lockdown, it is all about air pollution. Remember, this COVID thing is an ear thing to you know. Even though the confusion is there, it is being passed. This is why they talk about six feet. It's like, yeah, let's play with those numbers, but it is still, again, an ear issue thing. Yeah, an air issue. So let's get into some of the solutions. What do you, at, with your studies and what you've learned, how can we take a city and get it and change the environment in the city and get it kind of back to or as least close as we can to the natural ecosystem so that humans can you know thrive and still live in the city right so i don't think it is a tough um or hard solution to to come up with it's because of a population is ignorant 
are in terms of their ecological consciousness right now, you know, in terms of their, their, their innate understanding that they are a system with many ecosystems <laughs> operating and so within, so without. And that is the case. If you are healthy within, that means you are reflecting an healthy external environment. But just to say, the solution to this thing, though, is clearly stated by Dr. Shiva. We need to have a bottoms-up movement where, again, the people are educated, edified, empowered, and enlightened. And in that ecological consciousness and our political systems work. Yes. Then they would realize that their input into this system that I'm talking about in, in, in the urban environment, you will find that you have your environment, the economy, and the ecosystems there, all communicating, that tight communication, that interconnection that is going on right there is what creates the whole. What is called, we call it, there's a talk about greener cities, right? Smart mm -hmm. green cities. And that is the, the, the movement for in especially this this parish accord. That's the, the the thing that they're running with, green cities, green, you know, carbon neutral um cities where no more carbon will, will be used. So I'm just saying now, in order to, to find the solution to this, we have to have this bottoms up movement where people are empowered and know that they must demand better infrastructure. Better but to be honest, Tim. 200 years ago, we have metal linings for our pipes. And it, it is still like that in some places today. And ferric, ferric cyanide was used. And that is a carcinogen. It is still being broken down from these lines into the system, into the soil, into the water. We still have these contaminants being broken down. That was a part of the, 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 more, the older piping system yeah there's a so we have to we have to demand that we have we have cleaner soils return back the soil to health we can focus let us bring back our soil organic carbon to five to ten percent these are real environmental justice that we must demand cleaner um oxygen cleaner air to breathe way more city way more trees in cities we must not build, cut trees, build cities, then trying to, re, to plant trees. No, we must integrate cities into forests so that it is one, right? So we integrate a city into a forest. Right. Instead of cutting down the area, then putting a city, then trying to bring different plants that don't even belong to that area. You remember Dr. Shiva talk about um, personalized medicine? This is just a similar thing, you know? You can just plant one tree in any city, in any area, at any time. You must plant a particular tree species in the right area because of this reason in the mm -hmm. ecosystem. So a lot of tree species not going, are not able to tolerate higher temperatures in city, yeah. drier soils. So you have to select tree species that can tolerate higher temperature, have enough root system to penetrate that harder soil and dig deeper for more water or withstand water for a longer time, um, water deficit for a longer time. So the right yeah. tree species must be in the right ecosystem, providing the right ecosystem services and, and function. It's just the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easier for you to integrate cities into an area where we once considered forests and modify the, the, the environment accordingly to not to bring strange three species that will damage the ecosystem and, 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 and the other processes going on. Yeah, we actually so, see that in my home. We actually see that over in my um, home hometown over in eastern Oregon. There's um, I think it's the Japanese pine beetle or it's, it's some pine beetle from Asia somewhere. And it's just it's killing our pine trees. It just because it has no it brought yes. it was over here. It has no it has nothing that eats it over here. It has no there's nothing there's no predators that eat it so it just goes crazy unchecked there's no balance because it was brought from another uh, ecosystem so it makes sense so you and i could we could sit down right now and we could make a list and the people listening could hop on with us and we could make a list and we could start saying okay if we wanted to heal up the cities then you know we would put native species in lots more plants lots more trees plants on the roofs 
we would we would start using you know non-toxic building materials because you know i had a guy on um, episode 57 if you guys haven't listened to it yet um andrew pace it's called toxic free building materials for home and office this guy's been he is the green movement he's been doing it for over 30 years then after him that lead certified green building movement with the architects and all that stuff came out that lead certified it's it's a complete shit show it has nothing to do with toxic free anything it's it's all about vocs he, he we go into detail on it if you guys want to learn that that green building movement is a joke it is an absolute joke and how is that i'll give you an example like he said that they take ground up rubber and they and from from tires and they grind that up and they get they get points for that being green certified because they ground up some rubber and they make a flooring. And he says, but the flooring said, and they're off gassing these toxic chemicals. And he's had clients and people that go into these places and they have to turn around and go back out because they're getting sick. So is that green? Is that really green? So the reality is, is that we, we can get purified water and going everywhere and all, all the street corners, all this stuff. But none of this stuff is going to happen by the people running the city, the mayors, the politicians, the celebrities, these people and, and the unelected officials like state election directors and these people, these people are never, they're never going to make a change. Okay. They haven't Republicans and Democrats, they're working together. They're working together in coordination with big tech and, 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 and media. And if you're turning on the TV and, and, and believing anything that's coming out of them besides the weather, um, you know, and a couple of little happy, happy stories of, you know, you know, somebody rescuing a dog or something, it's all crap. So what you said is the, the the real true issue here is like, how do we save our cities? We, we have to save ourselves first. We have to build a movement, a bottoms up movement, because we have a public health issue. All right. Our health is terrible. In the United States, we are sicker than we have ever been as a, as a human species. There is, there's no time in history where the human species has been as sick as the people living in America overweight, obese, morbidly obese, heart attacks, cancer, COPD, um, you know, the list, MS, uh, Crohn's disease, all these gut issues, diverticulitis, Hashimoto's, thyroid issues. How many women have thyroid issues today? You know, if I do a talk, half the room goes up. If I ask half of the room, dude, and, and autism is on the rise. So what does all this boil down to? This is public health has declined. And we know that public health is directly related to infrastructure, directly related yes. to infrastructure. And our infrastructure in the United States today is rated a D minus. We are almost failing. We are plunging into third world status and we have all this toxic crap and we have toxic people running it. So there's there's not going to be any change. You can't vote Democrat. You can't vote Republican. It will never change. You're never going to improve the inner cities. You're never going to get rid of all the liquor stores and all the convenience stores and get fresh, you know, produce stands in the inner cities. If you continue to follow WWF wrestling and believe the news and believe politicians, it, it always boils back to a bottoms up movement. It has yes. to be us. And we've already done this once, right? The turn of the century, the women's labor movement. Right. Women's labor. Said, Go ahead. Yes, Tim, as you said that, that was a very important point there the early 1900s when again we have that swine flu outbreak in the 1918 and after that we we saw that the people led by women the working class people they were the one advocating for better infrastructure clean up the street take the, the children from out of the the, the, the the labor force better infrastructure all around and they take it physically to the street. They vote, they demand it from the, the, the representatives. And over some 18 years, 20 years, we see better infrastructure come in place because of the action that they put out. And we saw the, the, the entire infection rate also plummeted. 98% uh, of, of the infection was gone. Then that was the time. The, the vaccine came when it is almost the, the problem was almost fixed because yeah. of a better infrastructure and this time around better infrastructure will make all our problems that we're encountering right now goes away not okay. vaccine not mass vaccination it, it will be better water better soil 
cleaner cities so we can yeah. have better ears air quality right and it comes right down to us demanding that sort of thing By yeah it really it really does it, it it is up to us we can't wait around anymore we just yes. we, so it's a self we have to do it. um, and it, what we're talking about here guys is that it's the real root problem for all the cancer and the heart attacks and the disease and the obesity and all this stuff it's it's public health these are all public health issues wearing a mask not wearing a mask covid injections all this stuff it really boils down to public health and if we want public health we have to have infrastructure and we should get excited because people are like bummed out because like well there's so many of these people in place and nothing's ever going to change and well, if you have that attitude you're done you've already lost you are a slave if you have given up because you don't think that you're what you can do can make a difference you 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 have a slave mentality and we need to help wake you up and break you out of that slave mentality because we need you. We need you to participate in the movement to get our infrastructure back so we can get our public health back and we can get our voting rights back and we can get our first amendment back because it's gone. We've lost our freedom of speech. So when I want to recap what you said because um, just to show you guys how powerful the American working class is, is we go back to that women's labor movement. Remember, if you go back in history and they're wiping this out of the history books, but th th there was urine and there was feces in the streets. Okay. Terrible environment. And there was dead horses and dead cows and dead goats in the water supply. Right. And it was polluted. Right. It was, there, there was a lot of pollution in the cities and what, so the environment was crappy. And when you have a crappy environment, you're going to breed more of these harmful organisms, viruses, bacteria, molds, yeast, fungus, and all this stuff. And then, so the bugs and the rats come in when you have a whole bunch of people like cattle living in a pen, right? That's what the inner cities were. The women fought to clean that shit up. They cleaned up literally the urine and the feces out of the streets. They got the eight hour workday. They got the children out of the labor force, like you said, but more importantly, they built infrastructure. They got the sanitation worker. They got plumbers. And what Dr. Shiva said was the sanitation workers and the plumbers will do have done more for our health um, than any pharmacist or doctor ever. Will. A, a lawyer. And that is true. Those people with the skills that those were the people that were doing the real work. You know? That's right. Those Boots guys. on the ground, changing the Boots. environment, cleaning up the terrain. And what you right. said was an all infectious diseases dropped like 96 to 98 percent. Measles is an example, guys. Look it up. 14 out of 100,000 people were dying of measles at the turn of the century in the year 1900, which is a lot. That's a lot of deaths. By the mid-50s, 97% of that was gone. The measles was gone. It was like less than a half a person out of 100,000. The measles vaccine was manufactured and released in 1963. So was it the vaccine companies and the, and the vaccine that healed and, and helped cure us of measles? No, there was no cure needed. We just needed to change our environment and then we stopped getting sick when our immune systems got boosted. So the whole conversation needs to be about boosting the immune system. Right. Everything that Covell has studied in his life and all the herbs and the trees and the bushes and what's going on in urban, everything that he wants to accomplish requires a working class movement. Everything that I want to accomplish requires a working class movement. And for those of you listening, whether you're in the United States or in Australia or in Ireland, you're somewhere over in Europe, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you want change, true change in your area and around the world, it's going to be working class people uniting. We have to go beyond left and right. We have to go beyond this black and right, white narrative. We have to go beyond mask versus anti-mask. Uh, vaccine versus anti-vaccine that you're, you're getting caught up in the divide and conquer strategy that they've been deployed on us. We have to unite, you know, and if you're not wearing a mask and you hate masks and your neighbor is wearing a mask and they believe in it, you, you two need to get together and unite and understand that you're both into health. One of you is not wearing a mask because you want health. And one of you is wearing a mask because you want health. You just have different philosophies. Now, both of you need to get, well, one of you needs to get more educated, but that will come in time. But you both have to realize that you're both interested in public health and the true indicator of public health is infrastructure. So we have right. to come together and build infrastructure. And that's what you're doing. And Covell will be on the front lines of this, creating infrastructure in urban cities, but he needs, yes. we yes. need people. We can't do it ourselves. And we need the working class people to unite. Tim, as you said, and, and the movement, Truth, Freedom and Health, we're about educating ourselves fully of system science and 
in that same breath, we want to educate the general public about the systems thinking. And we want to just bring this simple model to them that most of us are really what we call dummy systems. A dummy system. And a dummy system is really where you have an input and an output, right? So we have this input. It, it is being transported. It is being converted and stored, and we get an output. That's the, the, the typical open system that we, we, we see people, most of us, operate in that frequency. But what we want to bring forward is that there are four more pieces to, to this system that will make it what? An intelligent system, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't longer just have this input and waiting for an output. But we what? We have a goal, very intelligent goal, right? And we have our output. We have this nice little feedback system into it, right? That we have, that we call our sensor, that can detect our, our, the difference between what the goal difference and the output to see if if we are getting the right signal. So we have our sensor feedback to the signal that will make the system a little bit more intelligent, right? But then we have in place what is called a controller. So these four pieces, we first we have our goal, our output is connected to this, what we call this signal, with feedback to the sensor, and now we have a controller in place now to make sure that we achieve the desired goal. But like Dr. Shiva teaches, every intelligent system will have disturbances, either at the beginning of the goal, and at the, 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 the end of the output. Disturbances are there, and we must see the positive in disturbances. It strengthens the system. It makes the system more resilient, more sustainable to external changes, you know, or whatever the, the challenge might be. So these are what makes a system intelligent. And if we as humans can arm ourselves with this level of knowledge, system thinking, System science, to know that we are intelligent system, process everything that we perceive consciously, then we will make different decisions, more conscious decisions. We won't allow our pattern of choice to be hijacked by algorithms and all type of advertisement bombarded us and all type of crazy choices we just spend because we see something on the monitor. And, you know, we wouldn't do that so much. We'd now consciously do things. And in this way, we can demand truth freedom and health. So it's all about educating the people. Don't, don't look at the pieces to the puzzle. See if we can see the whole entire puzzle before we complete it, right? Or see the elephant and not just the parts because you will feel the trunk and think it's a tree. You will do all different crazy things, right? So educating people about systems um, science and to become an intelligent system is a big part of the movement. And when we can do that, that will be the gel or the cement that tighten people. You know, as we become, as we elevate our consciousness of systems thinking, we will see the thing and say, oh, now I see the vision of the movement. Yeah. That's the way we can, you know, definitely bring the change, bottom up, bottoms up, no, no other way. And we can't allow unions, the not so obvious establishment to come and infiltrate the movement. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on today. And for those of you that would like to be a part of the movement, just go to, I'll put it in the description down below, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. That's truthfreedomhealth.com. You can join for free and the first step, or you can pay, you can invest, uh, make a donation of $25. Um, you get a whole bunch of stuff. If you invest at the warrior level um, at hundred bucks, then um, you also get more stuff, but then you can join us on our Thursday night warrior huddles and become a leader and start uh, making a difference um, in your local area. So the first step though, is to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and go to the Monday night trainings that Dr. Shiva does from 4 p.m. Pacific to 7 p.m. Pacific or 7 p.m. Eastern time to 10 p.m. Eastern, where he takes a two year uh, MIT level course on system science and he's condensed it to this three hours it's a wonderful course. You'll learn everything about system science. You're going to learn the difference between an open system and an intelligent system that uh, Covell was talking about. Very important. You can relate this to your health. You can relate it to your, your business. It, it's going to make everything in your life. You'll start seeing things as systems like I am. It's pretty awesome. 
And he'll also give you the nuclear physics of how we win using a bottoms up movement. And again, like I said before, we've already done this. The women's labor movement in the United States has already built infrastructure and made the United States great. And it just got you know, t taken over by a few elites and we just got to, we just got to get it back. We just have to repeat what they've already done and um, just say no. So anyway, Covell, thank you for coming on today, brother. I really appreciate your time. Where do people find you if they'd like to reach out? Thank you again, Tim, for having me. It's my pleasure to share with you. And, you know, I learned a lot from the conversation, but here's where I can, you can follow me on Instagram and that is the underscore scholar underscore show. And the, that is T-H-E underscore and scholar is S-K-A-L-L-A underscore show, S-H-O-W. And that's for my IG. On the Facebook, you can find me at Covell McDermott, C-O-V-E-L-M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T. And you can also follow me, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Twi. FWI Network and TWI space FWI Network. So that's on YouTube, TWI, FWI, and you must space those two words, TWI, FWI Network. And TWI stands for Third World Idea, FWI stands for First World Innovation. So okay. you can follow me there as well. And you can also subscribe to my podcast on the Anchor, The Scholar Show. The scholar show. Okay, cool. Well, send me a link with all, send me a, an email with all those Covell and I'll, I'll put them in yeah. the, in the, um, the description down below for everybody. And he's also uh, working on a website, which will be the pineal room.com. That's the pineal room.com. If you're listening to this and you go check it out and it's not up yet, he's working on it. It'll be up soon. Um, just check back in. So Covell, thank you so yeah, much. And sure. thank you to listeners around the world for, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope there's something here that you take away that you can improve your health, improve your life. And like I said, just get out in nature if you want to get healthy. And 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 we need you. If you guys are really serious out there and, you're, and you've been looking for a place and looking for a home, uh, you can join Covell and myself in the Truth, Freedom and Health movement. Just go to truthfreedomhealth.com and join and, 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 and jump on board and let's, uh, you know, let's um, grow the movement and, 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 and keep our freedoms back and improve our health and our public health. So thank you so much, everybody. Remember to like, share and subscribe. And until next time, change yourself, change your world. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. 